I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start a fire, let them see the smoke. Angel wings in the streets of gold. Loose change, gotta pay the toll. And it's a rocky road. They try to tell you to stop. They don't want you at the top of the spot. You gotta take you it. Gotta take you it. gotta make it. You gotta break it, chains. You gotta break it, chains. You gotta break them 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 chains. You gotta break them. Gotta break them. Gotta break them chains. You gotta break them. Ultimate Bachelor Podcast here with Keys to Life. No, I'm sorry. Ultimate Bachelor Podcast versus Keys to Life. With Greg Cruz, welcome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Joining me, all that um, discussing, like I said, raising daughters versus sons, which was totally his idea. The more I got to thinking about it, um, the more I loved the subject because it's so real, and people, you know, you know, people really relate to that. Like, it, there's a, di- I think there's a difference. And you got to look at it different and you got to put thought into it, just like all this other stuff we discuss. So I'll let you do your little openings, opening summary. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, this is a hot topic, especially nowadays um, in, you know, raising boys versus girls. But uh, yeah, it's keys to life. Um, great keys. And really, really just want to dive into this and kind of talk about, you know, what our experiences are. I mean, both having kids and then, you know, showing a little bit of data and information about studies and things as well um, that kind of, you know, show some of the trends and, and uh, findings out there. So, yeah, I mean, yours is, uh, for me, I'm going to be honest with you. When I go to do a podcast, I, one, I don't, I don't read as much as I should. Um, And I just put that out there to people because I feel like I'm speaking real feelings Right. So I'm, I'm really excited. You're going to come with data and, and things that you've actually researched versus what, what I think, but um, because the, the theme to the ultimate bachelor podcast, even though it said, hold on, why is your background so dope? Hey, I don't know, man. I, you know, I got a little hookup over here, <laughs> but the key, the theme to the ultimate bachelor is, um, you know, uncommon conversation for men, the progression of men through uncommon conversation. So I want guys speaking what their real thoughts are, right? So it's great oh, to yeah. look at data. It's great to look at, at trends and all that stuff. But I want to make sure we talk about both sides of it, which I know we will. But, um, but so I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative that you're bringing that. And I'm excited, basically, is the point. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, anything that makes anything worthwhile listening to, you have to bring your own perspective to it um, and, you know, your own own feelings on things, because I think that's what really helps people relate to things. Right. Um, but it's also important to know and uh, support those thoughts or feelings or contradict those to to what the norm is as well, you know? Yeah. And I'm and I'm pulling up the stuff you sent me on your on my phone right now. But um but I mean, to dive right in, first tell us why this was a subject that you wanted to come up with or, or to speak to. And I'm going to set a timer at the same time. So, so <laughs> you give us that. while. Yeah, I, you know, having two young boys, ages two and five, um, and then also having a daughter who's 16 years old, 
um, you know, I, I thought that I wanted to share some of my experiences as a parent and some of the things that I have found that have been, you know, helpful or, um, you know, against the grain kind of norm, or maybe even a little old school in regards to, you know, how I parent. But you know, I was hoping people would also um, get involved in the conversation and kind of talk through some of the things that, um, you know, they might experience and mm-hmm. um, find valuable as far as parenting, uh, you know, kids of opposite sex. Which is interesting because we can definitely bring two different dynamics to this because you have your kids full time, your your boys at least full time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have mine. My mine live with my ex primarily. So, um, you know, the the different angles by which everyone comes to parenting, right? Because no one does it the same way. Because really, it's a it's a combination of your beliefs balanced with the way you were raised right and the in the best things that you're that you feel like your parents did so um i I just think it's an interesting conversation um i'm i'm really you know this is it's us it's us i I was gonna say it's my podcast but i'm gonna let you lead it but it's us so i'm i'm gonna let you lead it because you're the other half of it so go ahead yeah i mean just diving into things i mean give me you know, tell everybody a little bit about your situation a little bit more and, um, you know, how often you're seeing your kids and things like that. And, you know, when you do get them, do you separate time out from, um, you know, with just your daughter and just the boys or, you know, how, how does that work with you? And it's actually interesting you asked that because I literally just asked my ex that today because this weekend I wasn't supposed to have them and I need to hit her up again. But this weekend I wasn't supposed to have them, but the weather looks good. It's probably going to be the last weekend of boat. I'm like, man, I'd really like for whoever can come this weekend who, does, who doesn't have activities going on, like if they could just come kick it with me um, and, and, you know, we can do that. So for me, I have my kids. It, it's supposed to be scheduled for every other weekend. It's supposed to be scheduled for, um, you know, extended periods on breaks and stuff like that. But COVID has really kind of mixed it up to where I've had them more this year than I've had them any, uh, any year um, since we've been divorced, which has been great. And, and as you know, you know, the more time you spend with your kids, um, the more they grow up. I mean, I'm in honesty, I, I really don't believe dads were, you know, it's cute to, to hold your son, hold your daughter, but dads, I think really kick in as they start to get older. Right. Because, um, you know, moms have that maternal, you know, no matter what happens, they're gonna, they're gonna be right there. There's a couple things that, that kids do. Dads be just like, "Mm." (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know that that's for me. You know what I mean? And, and with that said, I feel like I was really involved just because I'm, I'm the type that likes to, my love language is acts of service. So when we were married, I feel like I took care of a good amount. I mean, she was home more than me, so there's that. But, but I I feel like I'm I like to do, you know, at home stuff. So, so I was involved, but still, I mean, you you really can't like kick in until your your kids start playing sports and I should say relate until your kids start playing sports and and you can start having conversations with them for real and 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 that kind of stuff. I believe at least, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree a lot on that. You know, I've had that conversation a, a lot. And, you know, especially with the two youngest, right? Um, because they're here every day. Um, 
but you know, my wife handles, I would say, you know, the day-to-day operation stuff. She handles 90% of the, the stuff uh, with, with the, you know, two younger boys. With that being said, there's been a shift in that as Stryker's gotten a little bit older, um, you know, and now he's, he's and becoming, he's, he's the older one of the, he's the five-year-old. Okay. Yep. Yep. So Stryker's five, Justin's two, and then Jayla is 16. And, yep. um, you know, uh, with him, he's starting to become my little, my little rider, right? right. So we go do stuff, you know, he hop in the car, he can go, you know, he's more self-sufficient, right? But yeah. you are correct. I think that in that beginning stages of that development, I think, uh, you know, mothers play a vital role in, in that area, right? I yeah. think that they're more of the nurturers, you know, the coddlers and, you know, things like that, where as they get a little bit older, um, you know, I always get labeled as like the fun dad, right? Yeah. And I get to do all the fun stuff. Right. <laughs> and it, it, even more me than you, right? Because um, my ex is remarried and great dude. I always say that in any podcast I talk about him, you know, he's got three kids as well. He, he kills it. Um, actually, he's a role model for me as a dad, just because I think he, he does some stuff that I'm just like, I wish I could do that, but I don't know if I'd be as, as game for it. But anyways, keep going. Yeah. So, you know, as, as that pendulum starts to shift a little bit and, uh, you know, the boys get a little bit older, um, you know, we started getting more involved. Like you said, in the sports, like my son and I, uh, Stryker and I started, you know, doing karate. Right. Um, you know, they're in swim lessons now and stuff. And, you know, as they get older, I think that, um, that relationship and dynamic will change quite a bit. Um, now on the, on the contrary with my daughter, her being 16, you know, she's always lived with her mother in Ohio. So even when I was, I've always lived roughly an hour and 45 minutes to two hours away from her. Um, and you know, for the most part of, of her upbringing, it was every other weekend or once a, once a month, um, you know, since she's been really around three, four years old, and, you know, that dynamic, that dynamic is a lot different, right? Because there's such an age gap, right. uh, you know, I, people say all the time, I, I'm different around her, right? I do things a little bit different around her. Um, I'm not as hard on her. Um, and I don't know if that's because she's a little bit older now, or maybe it is because uh, I'm a little bit harder on my boys to be, um, you know, strong, young, black men, in america do, right do you really feel like it's like that because for me i don't see i see all my kids at a different frequency right so i feel like when they show up it's not my responsibility this is a great example i i think parents in a situation of divorce or, or separation or anything um have a tendency to not be realistic right and by that, I mean, I have my kids at the frequency that I said, so I'm, I can't, I, I'm not going to be a daily role model, right? I'm not going to be the authoritarian all the time, but what I can do is, you know, instill in them the things that are important to me. Um, Cause there are some things that are imp- really important to me that, that my ex doesn't do as much. And then it's, it's there to show them I love them. And have a good time, to your point. I mean, I think that's where the term fun dad came from because it's dads, like, accepting their role that I don't have you every day, but I care about you and I want to have fun with you and, and, and let's ride like that. So, Well, just think about how much that dynamic would change, right? I mean, I mean, let's just say every other weekend, that's four days out of the month, right? 
So, yeah, you know, right, right. And like I said, it's been more this, this year. Yeah. The COVID, but in the grand scheme, like, I, like you can't raise someone in four, four days out of the month, potentially. No, seven. you're talking. So, so you get them, you know, 15% of the time. Right. So if that 15%, right. You were, were always hard on them or disciplining right, them the entire right. time. They wouldn't want to come. Right. Right. They wouldn't they wouldn't want to come see you and go out on the boat because they'd be like, man, dad's going to have me, you know, doing something crazy. You know, he's probably going to have me in book club for, you know, three (laughs) weeks. You know what I mean? It just that dynamic would completely change. So I think, um, you know, I have to I wouldn't say walk on eggshells, but um, you're talking about with your daughter. Yeah. With my daughter, you know, you just have to handle things a little bit differently because um, you you want it to be a good time. But at the same time um you know like you said role model good behaviors right um you know i'm not gonna have her out here folding laundry when she comes here on the weekends right oh, i, I make my kids do chores but but it's it's different right i mean I'll yeah, pay them for stuff. The chores where i normally wouldn't pay them if if they live with me all the time but i do because i want it i want it to be yes i'm instilling things in you i know their mom does the same thing but it's like hey like when you come here like you have this opportunity to make this bread <laughs> or get what you want. Anyways, it's just, it's just building different things, but we're saying the same thing. But you're building responsibilities, right? right and you're exactly. teaching them life skills, right? right. I think that, um, you know, Jayla's done a really good job. I mean, her mother, Katie has done a really good job in, in her grandparents and in those certain life skills. Right. Um, you know, she's really self-sufficient, right. you know, she comes and goes and does her own thing, cooks for herself, all that stuff. So those things I really don't need to enforce as much. The things that I try to work on with her are, uh, communication skills, mm-hmm. um, compromise, um, you know, seeing the bigger picture and really right. the logical side of things. Cause she's going to get that, that again, that coddling and that nurturing from her mother, um, because she's the only child in her household too. Right. So that changes things drastically as well. I have a question. Yeah. Is what ethnicity is her mom? Uh, she's Caucasian. She's white. So same with my kids, right? So mm-hmm. I want I want to ask you this question then. Do you feel a responsibility to instill a little bit of the difference of culture when she's not a little you? bit a lot? I think yeah. that just because I, I, I do too. I feel that. I so, feel like so it's very similar, right? Your yeah. kids are growing up in Indiana, a yeah. very, a very, um, or a lack of diversity. We'll just say lot. different. We'll just say yeah, different. It, it, I don't want to, I don't want to put that because the area they live in is, is, is getting there a little bit more in the right way with the right type of, of diversity that you would want to see. But yeah, but keep going. Well, right. I'm, I'm going to put it in perspective, right? So my daughter's high school, uh, she's got like 56 cl- kids in her class. Right. So she's got about 200, 230 uh, kids in her entire high school. Right. Whereas you come into an Ann Arbor or or Ypsilanti, Michigan, you know, you're going to have 14 to 1800 kids in the high school. Mm -hmm. Right. You're going to have 50 varsity sports and activities that you can get involved in. So that exposure um, and that experience is a lot different. right in in that type of area and you're also going to get a little you're going to get a lot more culture in this area right so you're going to see things a lot differently you know from uh you know the type of music you listen to the type of food you eat i mean you're hitting you're hitting the nail on the head for sure just just everything right so i think that that plays a big impact 
Um, so I do feel a responsibility in that because what I don't want her to do, right? Um, and if she's listening to this and, you know, this was a conversation she follow you on a year, a year, she does. Um, so a year from now, as she's going off to First college. First if she does, what's up? <laughs> She, she might watch this. I, I don't know if she'll make it through the whole thing, uh, yeah. you know, but, um, you know, I, I don't want her to go off to college and have culture shock. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, any school you go to, um, unless it's, you know, a little small, you know, small school, um, you know, so right now she's taking classes at Ohio State. Right. So as, as a junior in high school, as she goes off to school, I want her to feel comfortable being around people that are different than her, too, right. and also feel comfortable to venture out um, more as well and not feel like she has to stay in this little bubble. So that's really what I try to instill in her and try to work with her on is, Hey, it's okay. It's different. But that doesn't mean it's bad. And that doesn't mean it's better. It just means it's different. And, and so I feel a lot of responsibility to do that because like you said, they grow up in a household with a great stepdad who's also Caucasian though and step brothers and sister who are also Caucasian. And then that means all your grandparents that you see are Caucasian and your step grandparents who are also great from the, from what I've seen from them and met are also great. Right. Mm-hmm. But I remember, this is the thing that I tell this story a lot. I used to listen to rap. I, I still do. I should say I used to, I, I listened to rap music with cuss words with my kids in the car. And I remember they used to tell on me to their mom all the time. And and they tell on me and their mom would be like, can you stop listening to, to rap music with cuss words? And I, I, did, I wouldn't respond to the text. I wouldn't respond to the email. And as soon as they got back in the car, it was rap music with, with cuss words. But I also listened to country. I also listened to all this stuff. I listened to everything. Mm-hmm. And finally, one of them said something to me. It wouldn't have been Jade because she isn't. I think it would have been my older son who's just – Jade and him are, are just goody two shoes. So he probably was like, does this have cuss words in it? And, and I, and I literally turned around to him and this is probably doing it the wrong way, but I wanted to let them know. I go, look, I like this music and I don't give a shit what you or mommy (laughs) thinks about it because when you come, but you know, we're going to do what I want to do. But half of it also is to that point is like, if mommy's not letting you listen to music with cuss words, my parents did, right? So my parents were always the ones that said, um, they, I mean, it's not like they said, we're going to listen to music with cuss words, but they listened to music with cuss words, reggae, because, you know, Jamaican influence, all this. Yeah. Stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, and then my parents come are both international. So a 21 year old drinking age is nothing, right? My mom used to make fun of me because she would offer me a drink. I didn't drink till I was 21, not because I thought it was right or wrong, but I just didn't. My mom, you know, offered me wine all the time, you know, a glass of wine with dinner, you know, from the time I was probably 15, 16, whatever, because that's when they could probably drink. And I really felt like taking the mystery out of it and like instilling who you are because that's that's who my parents were they come from different cultures mm-hmm. they showed me different cultures different foods all this stuff and so yeah it's kind of dumb that you do that with with rap music with cuss words but really i mean in the grand scheme who doesn't think that's related to black people just a little bit you know what i mean it, yeah. it's obviously a lot but i mean at least a little bit 
like you got to relate that to a different culture. And, and there's other things I do, but that was one of my best. That's one of the easiest examples that I was like, I'm not, I'm not stopping this. I'm not, I'm not going to stop playing rap music and I'm not going to play it edited because the flip side of that is cuss words are not, I'm going to, I'm determined to make cuss words not special to my kids. My, my parents never made cuss words a thing. You know what I mean? They cuss. Every time they got mad at me, I, I'm sure I heard a cuss word. <laughs> but the thing is, I knew that it's a cuss word, right? And mm-hmm. I knew, and it's not special, right? Like when it's said all the time, you're like, eh. Like, or if you're offered a drink all the time, like I get out with my friends, it's like, eh. And I don't think it's my a, parents were directly doing it, but go ahead. I mean, if you look at a lot of countries out there, I mean, the drinking age is lower. Uh, they treat drugs differently. Yeah. Um, and, and you can argue that because it's not a thing, right it's it's not abused the way that it is in our in our society so but that's a whole nother conversation that we can have in regards to that but um i mean i agree there is certain things that um, i've been in the same shoes right it's like look you're at daddy's house you know what i mean like there's certain things that we're going to do differently right I, i remember one instance uh my daughter actually brought it up to me probably um two or three months ago and um i have a thing with with all of my children that if you're not eating your dinner or your food, your drink goes in the middle of the table. You don't get to drink your drink until you eat more of your food, right? So obviously, obviously the drink's not water. <laughs> yeah, and water, it's water, right? Cause I don't want them getting full on liquids. I want them to eat substance, right? And that's something that, you know, my dad did with me when I was younger and it's just, it just stuck. Right. And it's, it's, you know, we made dinner. I don't want you, whether it's juice, pop, water, whatever it is, you know, milk, I don't want you getting full on that. And because then you're going to be hungry in 10 minutes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or we're going to get you ready to go to bed and you're going to be talking about you're hungry. Yeah. So, um, how, you know, how, my daughter, how many times have you told your kids, <laughs> I guess you're just hungry. Then. Yeah. You just I'm hungry. And that happens all the time. I, I guess you want to be hungry or yeah. you can sit here until you eat. It don't matter to me. I've never, I'm my kids are really good eaters. I'll give them that, you know, and they understand the, you didn't eat your dinner. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to. Yeah. Like, I would say, so all, all my, all of my kids eat really well, yeah. but it's the times when they cop attitudes. Right. right? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, all right, you want to play hardball? All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fine. You know, I'm built for this. Right. Right. So I ate. I ate. I'm straight. Hey, I'm full. So I'm full. I'm gonna sit here and watch this watch this football game while you sit at the table looking dumb. You know, <laughs> um, but you know, but that happens, right? Yeah. And I think that that parenting style, because my whole goal in life, right, and and anyone that that's close to me can can attest to this. My whole goal in life with my kids is to not raise little fuckers. Yeah. Yes. Like that is my goal and by any means necessary, yeah. right? So um, now I'm not out here beating my kids, nothing like that, but I will be stern with my kids. I've never had to hit my kids one time because you use opportunities. And I know I cut you off, but I'm going to tell a story. So if you got to finish yeah. and I'll tell a story or I can tell so a story. I've, I, I, I've, I've spanked Stryker a couple of times, but when you, I use, like it used to be, I would just flick them. Mm-hmm. Like I would just flick them and then it'd be done. And then it came to a point where I would act like I was going to flick them and then nothing happened. And now I don't even have to do that anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, but I just think there, there comes a time where, uh, and I tell my kids this all the time in our household, 
It's a dictatorship. It is not a democracy. So if you think that your vote is going to count in our household, you, you've lost it, right? There are certain things I give you choices, yeah. but ultimately the decision lies on the heads of the household. I don't even, I don't feel like I've ever been challenged one time by my kids because I think one, because I've laid it that like, I don't play. And I, I mean, I, cause I don't one, I, I have, I probably have an issue, <laughs> but, but I, I, cause I will yell and I will get loud and I will flex on them and I still work. Let's, we can talk about motivations. Looking good is a, is a really good workout motivation. But there's been a couple of times I've been on the treadmill and I've thought, should I quit right now or do I want one of my sons to beat my ass one day? To try. Yep. 100%. I'm going to keep running because I'm – Yeah, I don't want there ever to be a doubt that who's the man, right? Like ever. So I remember my kids have never thrown a tantrum in public. Not one time I've thrown a tantrum. And I think because they know I'm a little crazy. Your daughter or your your boys. None of them. None of them because – like you said, like it's a dictatorship. And I think I just established that early enough that like that it's never going to work. You know what I mean? And so I remember one time it, mind you, my kids have never thrown the tantrum, but I remember one time we were at, we were at, I don't know, it was a grocery store or Walmart or maybe it was in Toys R Us or one of those things. And Toys R Us makes more sense because kids will all out of Toys R Us because they want what they want. They don't get it. Yeah. They're about to leave and whatever. But I remember this kid was on the floor flailing, right? And and now I think about it, well, I was still married, so my, my sons would have had to have been really young. And I just remember they were just staring because – and I think this is a learned trait, right? Like if, if I don't say what I said, they potentially think that's okay. So they're, they're on either side of me. We walk to the end of the hall. The kid's like next to the little checkout area flailing on the, fl- on the floor. All the white parents looking at – I'm sorry. I'm sorry for anyone white who's watching this. But all the white parents are just looking at like this doing – all the white kids are looking at this kid flailing on the floor. I remember I grabbed both of my son's arms so tight, right? And I pulled yeah. them close and I bent down to their level. And I said, is that what we fucking do? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, they must have been small. And I remember I said that, like, it kind of into both of their ears. And they both looked at me <laughs> and shook their head no. And I, but I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, when I grabbed their arms so hard, I was grabbing their arms so hard. And I think they could just feel how frustrated I was that this, this other kid was on the floor. And I grabbed their arms, pulled them together, pulled them close to me. And I, I was down, like, in a crouch. And they yeah. both turned their head, looked at me. So you, so you used, shook you, their head. So you really use a blanket type of parenting style with your kids. There's nothing that you actively do in regards to setting the tone that's different between, you know, boys and girls. No, no, no. And so I've never had to do that with Jade. And and so okay. some of that comes from, I think, the representation of where Jade comes from, right? Because, because like- and you how said, old is Jade? Jade is 14. Okay. But I, I will say it to the death of me. Her mom is amazing. Right. And she's just learned from that. And so to your point, I guess the vice versa is. Right, so not, the boy's dads must be trash then. If you got to I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think, I think I want to be the same example though. Right. So yeah. To me, it's always open in a woman's door. I want to make sure I will make sure they're chivalrous 
like I don't. So care. You don't think that's dead? Uh, never, never. And then I've, 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 t- I've decided in my head that there's going to come a day when they disrespect their mom, and I'm no, I don't know that I'll ever live in Indianapolis again. And there's going to come a day where I'm going to have to cancel my whole day because they disrespected their mom, and I'm going to have to drive to Indianapolis, and we're going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like that. So to your point, yes, I am raising boys different than jade but i mean oh so would you say that a lot of your views are very traditional um some people would use conservative i'm very traditional new age about the way i'm parenting like i will fight them no i'm sorry we will fight eventually which one is gonna be first and and who can get it and if both of y'all gotta get it we can get we can do that but i'm in the i can't wait here. 2020 in in about 15 years so 2035 right, and they're right. both you know in their mid 20s and be 49 or i'm gonna be 51 yeah you're gonna be on the down slope you're gonna the be down, out there training like mike man, tyson trying turn, to stay ready turn both of these cameras and show you i got the gym right here <laughs> i keep mines inside <laughs> be cut for that i don't care about some some dude that jade's gonna date kim's got that my ex has got that i'm ready for y'all for mine yeah i got you you know it's interesting because it's so much more i'm gonna say one more thing it's so much more than just acting right like you're not gonna do drugs i'll I'll excuse weed because it's it's whatever and and i've experienced that uh, whatever you're not gonna do drugs you're not gonna you're not gonna make yourself unsafe to where your mother has to worry about you, right? I don't think drinking before you're twenty one is bad. I think drinking and driving at any age is bad. I think especially when you're a child uh, a teen and you've got a lot of growing up to do. I think yeah. there's just certain things that you're not gonna do and and I'm protecting that mm-hmm. for you. So anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't honestly, I forgot where I was gonna go with that. Sorry, um, I apologize. No, it's all good. It's all good. No, um, oh, I know what I was gonna say. So, you know, uh, uh, to your point, right? Um, in our society today, a lot of the studies have shown that those traditional type of parenting styles, where you know, boys are are parented this way and women are parented um, this way, have kind of um, decimated right um that there's really not they don't work uh no they just aren't happening right right i don't know (laughs) i mean as far as not working out i can't speak on that but a lot of the things that i've been reading um you know it was kind of went uh you know by the wayside a little bit not and i think that a lot of it has to play into um you know people trying to make it to where boys and girls can choose how they are and what they do and things like that I'm uh, like not binary and things like right that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why do you get to choose? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but, you know, I think that a lot of that has played in our society culture of how we parent a little bit different. I'm, I'm like you. I'm very traditional in that type of, in that sense, right? I think men are, um, <clears throat> uh, are made up to be uh, protectors and providers. Mm-hmm. I think that it's in us. Right. We, we enjoy those things. That's what makes us thrive. That's our feeling of purpose. Right. Not right. to say there's not one offs, but yeah. most men get a satisfaction out of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that women are, like you said, natural nurturers. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I don't know how many 
you know, girls that you saw when they were younger playing with dolls, you know, playing house, you know, talking about having kids, right? They were like five, six, seven, eight years old, right? Right. Um, and then as they've grown, you know, that's how they envision their future, getting right. married and having kids and things like that. Whereas us as men, we thought about, all right, you know, what legacy am I going to leave, mm-hmm. right? How, how, how am I going to make my stance on the world? And again, I'm not saying that, you know, there aren't one-off scenarios or there aren't women out there that are, have that same different drive. Um, nor am I discouraging that. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of blurred lines now in how uh, people are being raised. Yep. So Whereas for me, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I'm, I am a firm believer in staying in your lane, right? And, you know, handling things uh, differently. I, I use a, an example, right? Um, uh, you know, my, my boys were on the floor playing, yep. right? And uh I'm like, what are they doing? He's like, oh, they're playing with their dolls. I'm like, you mean Who figurines? Who said that? You mean figurines? My wife. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm like, you mean they're playing with figurines, right? Yeah. And I think that those little things I'm very particular about, mm-hmm. right, is because I think that there's a way in how we, our, our verbiage and, and how we address certain things that is different, mm-hmm. right? You know, is it is just anything. I mean, there's a, I mean, that's one example, but there's a lot of other things out there that, you know, are specific in my regard on how I, how I handle things. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I think as my kids continue to grow that I think things will be different. Like, for example, here's one good thing. I feel obligated as a, a father that when Jade, like the car I have now will go to Jade when she's 16, right? But I don't have that thought. For some reason, I don't have that thought for my boys. Like, I don't know, they'll figure out a car. They'll share one. Yeah, yeah you know, they'll figure one it out. Or, or whatever. But for some reason in my head, I'm like, I need to, I have some responsibility. And, and whether she gets that car or not or whatever, I don't know. But in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, the car I have now, Jade will get that when she's, when she's 16 or whenever she starts driving. Um, and I think that has something to do, you know, subconsciously. Providing for her. What you're saying. Yeah, yeah, providing differently for her. For example, when my sister turned 16, she got a brand new car, right? And, and you know, I got an older car, two older cars, you know, when I was early in the driving. But at the same time, in my head, I never, like, went to my parents. I was like, oh, that's unfair. You guys bought her a new car. Because I think even to your point, in my head, as the brother, I was like, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, she needs a little bit more taken care of than me. You know what I mean? And that's, that's innate. I mean, there's actually a study that talked about um, in our culture, mm-hmm. in urban cities, um, us as men grow up with that protective nature because we feel that women need to be more protected yeah. and which in turn puts us at a greater risk and, and greater danger because of that. And why you see in our culture, a larger incarceration mm-hmm. between males and females, a larger uh, death uh, rate between males and females, because we are out there trying to provide and trying to uh, protect our loved ones that are at home, whether it's our sister or our mother um, in those scenarios. So it's quite interesting when you look at things like that, because it's true. You know, we I think as boys get older, we're like, you know, they'll figure it out. They got to yeah. handle it. Sure. Right. But with women, we're like, all right, well, let's, 
let's bring them along. Let's try to yeah. let's, let's let's get them put in the in the best position possible, right? And and try to take care of them. It's a good point, and but but at the same time, I think the flip side of that in my subconscious, once again, and thinking about it since you brought up this topic, was, but I put my I feel like I'm gonna put my boys on more savvy right on how to on how to navigate a system because because maybe what you're talking about that no one's going to take care of you right so you need to know how to do this like for example i when i was a kid i was i was small um still are i knew that was kind of i mean you I, said so it I, I almost made a joke to talk about that i'm not but i mean you see this definition in this in this might even be an extra large sweatshirt. <laughs> Anyways, oh, negative. It's a large, at least. I'm filling out a large. <laughs> um, I'm filling out a large. People on IG Live, if you need me to get a different angle, I can do that. But but the the people on YouTube and Facebook is gonna see I'm filling out a large. <laughs> but but I think um, because I feel like no one's gonna take care of them. I coached them through more savvy. So what I was saying was that I was really sensitive because I was small back in the day, not, not small anymore. Um, and so I was small and sensitive and, and just a little underdeveloped versus everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I see that my, my older son is literally my mini me. Like really, I see, I see everything that I felt and struggled with and he's smarter than me, but, but all those things, and I just want to correct it. You know what I mean? I just want to be like, you don't need to be sensitive because you're going to be stronger later. You're going to be, you know, more confident. You're going to be more established. Whereas his little brother, like, doesn't give a shit about anything. Like, I, I mean, he literally is like, and I always say when someone's like, do you have a favor? I'm like, yeah, the younger one, for sure. Because I always say me and my older one wish we were like him when we were that age and, and, and my older one is smart enough to know. Cause I tell him all the time, I'm like, you are me. I get it. I know, you know, all the things you're going to be amazing when you grow up. And I know, I only know that because I know what it's going to take and it's going to be easy for you. But, um, I definitely see myself pushing more life skills, more uh, harder on them because of that reason and especially him the older one and and trying to push the savvy and the, the future on him more than i would jade ever because i'm like jade someone's going to be there to take care of you hmm but what if they're not uh, to the point yeah yeah i mean it's a great point to make in 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 the conversation in my head i was like damn see i think I, in I my mind I, I, I think in my mind i, I want to prepare jayla to be very strong and be able to handle, you know, her own responsibilities, but not want to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. not thrive that to be the end goal. Right. I want her to be self-sufficient and be able to, to be out on her own and, and manage things. Right. And be successful in her career and all that stuff. I want that. Right. But I also want a man to come along who hopefully I raise similar to my boys that will provide for her and do the things, you know, I don't want her uh, changing her oil right yeah. like I, I, yeah like I want her I want her to feel like you know her purpose in life is being fulfilled now well, who's to say she might feel like her purpose in life is to mow the grass and do those things right sure but Question, um go ahead do you think 
there's value in teaching your daughter to be a good wife? Because I definitely do. Well, I mean, I can always talk about the things that I, I that I prefer, but I think that that is on her mother and you know her you stepmother to do. You don't think, as a man, knowing yeah for a for a I, and the way I look at that is if if Jade was to find a man who does who does treat her right, who's doing the things that you're talking about mm-hmm. that that in in our minds we envision we want for a daughter, right? Yeah. Would you not want to teach your daughter? from a man's perspective, how to be a good wife. And I'm not saying in the sexist sense where you're, you need to do. Yeah. Like things. how to take care of a man, meaning like, you know, things that men a man appreciate. needs that maybe he can't yeah. even talk about. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, I think that that happens naturally. Right. I Does mean, it? It because I think I, for me, I feel like it's losing to the point. I think when you talk about the me too movement and the feminist movement, I, I don't want to bash those movements at all, but I think those are in some ways, Getting away, but I mean, I think it's going to happen naturally just being around me, is what I was trying oh, to get. Okay, at. sorry, sorry, yeah. I think that that's going to happen naturally just because of how I am, right? I am very particular about certain things, right? I do have expectations, like, I don't, I don't just go with the flow and just let everyone be like, all right, I guess if we do something, we do something, or you mm-hmm. want to be mediocre in life, that's fine, like, right. that's not how I attack things, right? right. So, I think <clears throat> I'm not saying she's gonna love football, but yeah. she's gonna know that men like football. Right. You know, I'm not saying that she, you know, is going to love that's building. That's so things. important. That's so important because it's not yeah. even about training. Maybe I'll put this a different way. It's not about training her to be a good wife as much as it is training her to understand men. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's 100%. Right. So it's, um, I'm not saying she's going to go out and build a bunch of stuff for the house, but just know right. that that takes up men's time yeah. and that they're going to do stuff like that for the house right yeah. so you can't be in your feelings if you know that week that they're building something they're not cuddling with you on the couch watching yeah. you know um watching uh you know the bachelorette or something right yeah yeah you know i think that those type of things i can i can teach her right um but at the same time this goes back to your original point earlier in the conversation about only being around her so much right her mother and 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 influences at home also have to be um you know doing those same things mm-hmm. so i think some it's of that team gets effort, lost sure. i think some of that gets lost just with bad communication with co-parenting yeah. um and you know it is a struggle i wish more parents out there that have kids through divorce or out of wedlock were able to communicate better I think um, some some moms and some dads get bad raps for being bad dads when really, you know, it's just bitter parents, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> that just couldn't communicate. And I think that that goes a long way too in, in any situation yeah. when raising kids, whether it's boys or girls. Yeah. But to your point, um, yeah, I think that I can all absolutely instill things in, into her of, uh, you know, how men are and she can see that. It's her job to digest that and then make it, you know, I don't want her to have daddy issues either, right? I guess well, that's the... Well, so there's two sides of that, right? And I think the responsibility in that is, one, you can't, you know, you have the urge to be the perfect daddy and buy them all these things and be a pushover and all those things. But, I mean, it really is true that when you when you do that, then they think that that's how men are supposed to be 
if they're not that way, then then he's not right for me. And you're and you're building a brat essentially when you do. Oh, one hundred percent. That's now something. That's another great topic, right? I, you know, I, younger in the day, you know, having that fresh Jordans and all that other stuff. I think as I've gotten a lot Which, older. What, what, hold on, don't but don't skim over that. What what Jordans did you have? Which which? Come present? on, man! I still got a couple pair in the closet, man. What numbers? Boxes. 11s, 12s, 13s, man. That's the that's the range listen, that I, listen, I listen, play listen. In. I need you to stop talking. I love you. <laughs> because I got 11, 12, 13 in the closet. Greg, <laughs> I love you. Tell me you love me too. I love you too, man. <laughs> I love you too. Anyways, um, yeah, but I think I'm also I'm as I've gotten older, um, you know, and, and matured, I think I'm trying to instill in my kids to not value materialistic things either for sure because those things i heard somebody say the other day is like when you die right you had a whole bunch of things cool what the fuck does that mean yeah right that it means nothing you had a whole bunch of stuff and i think covid showing us that even more right yeah like you got all these dope clothes and you ain't got nowhere to go nowhere to wear them nowhere to wear them right Uh, and and i think i'm i'm super materialistic period like look at all the stuff i got around me right just right this second but i'm super materialistic and i think i can give my kids that insight more than anyone else because i see the fault in my own way of being materialistic and how and how useless it is in trying to Mm -hmm. teach them and so take it even further my older son you know the come christmas time the other two jade braylon loving the season loving being around family this that whatever my older son asking what, you know, got his Christmas list tightened up, asking me what I'm getting him, telling me what I should get him. I'm like, man, it, you don't. But, but yeah. I mean, it all comes into parenting the same way. It is. I mean, my son yesterday, he had an assignment to do. He had to write down what his favorite season was. So he wrote winter. Yeah. And then he had to write down why winter is his favorite season. And he used one word, presence. Yeah. Like, that in itself, it goes to show, and a lot of a lot of it is parenting, right. but also a lot of it now is him being on his iPad watching, you know, Ryan's toy review yeah. and all these things that these these uh, real, I guess, are their version of the real world, right? Um, where they're seeing all these parents and kids have all these toys and big houses, and they're playing Nerf guns all around the house and building these things and traveling like. So he wants those things. Right. You know, what I tell him how much money you got to make. Yeah. You want to save up and get it? Yeah. We can, I can teach you how to save money. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to show you how to buy stuff. Well, same point I said, right? My kids, my, my son comes here. He's very materialistic, which I, I, I actually don't want to downplay the materialistic, right? Because to the point you just made, if you want to get it, you get it. Don't ask yeah. me for it. You get it. Yeah. So then he, he comes, he comes to me because his, I don't think, I, I don't know. Me and his mom probably need to talk about this, but I feel like his mom won't buy himself. <laughs> She'll just be like, ask daddy. So he'll ask me and she probably knows because I don't play. I don't play like, oh, no. Um, so him and his brother will come to me and say, we want this. And I'm like, okay, well, my car needs vacuumed out. My fir- the first floor you earn it. needs vacuumed and, and you guys can fold the laundry. And they'll be like, you know, you can see him pause for a second. And you can see he wants what he wants more than he wants to chill. So he goes and does the stuff I said. I have no problem giving you whatever you want when you work for it, right? And his first off, his grades are ridiculous, right? His, his grades are ridiculous. He's respectful. He deserves to be spoiled. But I'm still not just going to give it to you because I, 
I need you. But to see, pay. I have a different way of thinking about that. Go ahead. Like, I'm supposed to reward you for, for doing what she's supposed to do? But, but it's not his. Uh, my, to the point we made earlier, it's not his job to clean out my car when you come to me. No, it's not. Not at all. I mean, you want to earn some money. Absolutely. I, I, I agree 100% with that way. If, but if I'm I just live, going to I your other point, to your other point of like, you know, he deserves to be spoiled, right? Sure. I don't. I don't look at any kid. Oh, you're talking about good grades and stuff. Yeah, like I'm supposed to reward you for doing your job. Like, no, I, that, you don't... true, true. But what I'm saying is, if anyone deserves it, my materialistic son deserves it. Like he does everything right. You know what I mean? Like if if I'm gonna spoil a kid, he's the one that deserves to be spoiled. So you you yeah no you you don't. Hey, the other two come see Uncle Greg, man. I'll take care of y'all because he don't <laughs> no, want to spoil. The thing you. is, they all get good grades. It's just not as nah. good as him because he's he's knocks it out of the park. But but no, yeah. I get it though. <laughs> yeah, and so but you did say something a second ago that I don't want to let go away. Um, you said something about co-parenting. I will get. I will. I I give my ex so much credit. I already did earlier. Whatever. I will also give her credit for that she lets me handle mine, right? So she never steps on my heels for sports, right? So like if I yell at them about sports, and, and this is one example, right? Because there's other examples as well, but she, everyone has their lane in parenting, right? And she has them way more than I do. So she could potentially feel like every lane is her lane, right? True. But if she knows she's not better at something, I. I think that's where co-parenting comes in. Like determine what's important to you, determine what you're best at. And if you're not good at this one, let the other parent handle that. Like, even if they're not with them all the time, let the other parent handle that. I've you never... know what stops that though? What's that? Pride. I, I, I almost said pride when you said, uh, that's the first thing that came to mind. Pride. Like, like pride. what are you prideful about? Because it's for the benefit of your kids. Let the best person handle it. Part of being successful as any individual or leader is understanding your deficiencies and weaknesses and right. then having people around you that complement that, right? And I feel like in parenting, I know I'm not the most sensitive person, right? I, You know, you fall, are you bleeding? No, get up, all right, go play. You know what I mean? Like, I know is I'm not. Broken? Is, you, is it broken? What do you mean? Is it broken? Like my coach used to say, are you injured or are you hurt? Because there's a difference. Because I need you back in the game. Right. <laughs> so I agree. I'm, 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 that, I'm that way too, right? And I think that that goes a long way if you can, if you can have people around that compliment you. I'm not, I'm not going to be that, that person that, you know, is doing those things. And I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. right? My job is to delegate. Right. But now there is times where, you know, I am going to step in because right. it's my forte. Health yeah. and fitness, holla at me, right? right? You know, when it comes to, you know, saving money, doing things, investments, businesses, stuff like that, like, talk to me. We'll yeah. have conversations. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think that's the advice I would give to anyone co-parenting is, can like, get do whatever it takes to have a conversation. Me and me and my ex could have the biggest under, misunderstanding that we're going to court for and, and we go to court for stuff that is just normal stuff. We haven't been for anything crazy, but but even at the times where I feel like she she could probably be the most frustrated she could ever be, we could still have a conversation because mm-hmm. it's about this or that or whatever. And in addition, she doesn't step I feel like at least maybe, you know, she probably listened to this and be like, this dude's an idiot. But I feel like neither one of us step outside of our lane just because, you know, 
things aren't going exactly the way we want right that second. I agree, man. I think communication is everything with co-parenting, man. And I think that it takes a level, like I said, of maturity for, for that to happen. Yep. And, you know, I think that to your point, like, I mean, I've went to court and no one's even said anything to me. You know, right. I say hi and I get ignored, yep. right? You know, picking up my daughter and, you know, her, her mom doesn't even speak, yep. right? And that's not that's not normal, nor is it good, right? right? My biggest thing in parenting, whether you got kids in the household or out of the household, is unified front, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's, a, that's, a, parents, that's a responsibility of a parent. That's not, that's not you, like you said, that's not even something you should get rewarded for. That's just something that, that should happen no matter what it is, but go ahead. Yeah, but I think, again, you have to put your pride aside and understand it's not about your personal feelings about me or my personal feelings about you. My one objective is to help our children be the best they can be and not be little fuckers. Point <laughs> I blank. Love it. I love it, yeah. Point blank. And if if we can allow that to happen, then it's good. Because guess what? There's a lot of parents, out, or there's a lot of kids out here that don't have parents. There's a lot of kids out here that are misguided. There's a lot of kids out here that don't have the opportunities to be cultured or experience different things and travel and, uh, you know, learn from both parents and be able to uh, create the life that they want based upon the good and bad experiences that they might experience. Right. Right. And so you have to let, you know, each parent do what they do and respect that. Mm-hmm. And then as, as you're raising the kids, just have communications about, all right, all right, she's not feeling this or he's not feeling this. Okay, well, let's talk about this. Why aren't they feeling it? Okay, yeah. you think it warrants us both sitting down with that child? Right. All right, it doesn't? Okay, boom. Yeah. You know, let's handle it. Yeah, yep, yep. Well, we're getting close to the end. So what I, what I always like to do is you know, let you, both of us do our little last summary, last thought into this. And this, and this evolved from parenting a daughter versus sons, which we touched on probably more than I'm giving us credit for, but also just touched on like raising kids, you know, in general. So how would you end it up? Yeah, I think that um, first and foremost, you have to raise kids the way you see fit. Mm-hmm. Don't let other neighbors, family, friends influence what is best for your kids. I think that's first and foremost. In regards to boys and girls, um, you know, I think that there is a level of why both parents matter. And I think they both bring a level of how this should be done or how I'd like to see it done or um, how the, you know, the, the, a boy should treat a woman, how a girl should treat a boy. I think mm-hmm. those, those things matter. Um, having women, strong women that can show how to be good nurturers, but also successful um, and having men that can protect and provide, but at the same time, um, you know, uh, uh, be a good role model in other areas as well in regards to, you know, more domesticated stuff. Right. Um, So I just think that, you know, as as anyone that's listened to this or had an opportunity to to laugh at some of the stuff that we've said or, Uh, or or chime in you know we're always interested in comments on things that you guys and we can always come back to this conversation later on Um, but do what you see is best and if if you feel that uh, you know you want to have you just want to call them toys and you don't want to call them figurines or dolls whatever call them toys Um, but you have to do what's right for your household and I tell that to anybody so 
I think everyone has an idea of what's right or wrong, right? And you draw that from, first you have to look inward, right? And you say, am I the type of person that I wanted to be, that I want to be, right? Am I the type of person that is is a, a positive influence, not only on your kids, but on society, all those things, right? If yeah. you look at yourself and say, yes, you say, how did I get there, right? Was it because your parents were great? Was it in spite of your parents being shitty? All those things, right? So to your point of, you got to raise your kids how you see fit. You, you know what kids are supposed to be doing, right? You, you know what kids need. You know all these things. Now, whether you're, put, whether you're too lazy to give them what they need, whether you are afraid to, to be the type of parent that they need, that's on you, but you know what's right or wrong. So I, I, th- I think you, you touched on a great point that you got to raise your kids how you know they're supposed to be raised, right? So you don't need a book to tell you how to, how to make your kids good, right? Because even if you're not the person you want to be, well, then you should raise your kids in spite of the things that you've done, right? Yeah, I think to a point. I think, um, y- you know, I can't say... Uh, that, that that book is a hot topic, man. We got to come back to this at some point because my uh, my daughter's mom uses it all the time. You can't learn how to parent from a book, and I tell her, "Well, you learn school from a book." I know, but you, there's you, certain things. But there's how certain stuff, things. How much stuff? I, you do. You, there's you certain things. Books, I was gonna say there's certain places. there's certain things though. Like I grew up in a single parent household for most of my life, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's certain things that I had to learn, right? Yeah. You know, my mom can teach me how to pee standing up. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, you there's certain things, right? Yeah, man, a little bit. Every once in a while, you know, middle of the night, I might, you know, sit down. Shit, I'm tired. You put you put that urinal in the in, in y'all's bathroom yet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I need it, right? Hey, we're so, gonna talk about that because you know. I'll, yeah, I'll but anyway, I'll sit down. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm shame in my game. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, <laughs> but you know, my point is, is, there's certain things in certain areas of my own life that. I wasn't maybe exposed to, right? right. How to properly shave, right? Yeah. You know, how, how to do things a certain way, um, you know, how to really detail a car, you know, whatever it is, like there's certain things that you just maybe didn't learn sure. in your household because I tell this all the time, my mom took me as far as she could, right? right? But there were still pieces missing, mm-hmm. right? There's still pieces missing today, mm-hmm. right? she was strong she provided yeah. for me i never wanted for anything yeah. so i i would i would counter what you're saying about a book because True. i think there's always something to be learned i mean even the stuff the, the studies that i was looking at leading into this conversation you know i still learned something about parenting and the influences to maybe it doesn't affect how i parent my kid but maybe i share that with other people so they can start changing that right well and 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 when I say don't parent out of the book, because 100%, you can always learn from a book. I, I, If I said that wrong, I don't mean that. I'm saying your gut feeling about how you should, because you, you said, like, don't be influenced by your neighbors, because that, that happens a lot, right? Like, if, yeah. you're, if you're all about a certain way of punishing your kids, yet all the people in your neighborhood don't do that, they're, they're like, oh, you hit your kid, then you stop hitting your kid when you, when I honestly believe, like, me and them are going to fight. Like yeah, one of them. The fear of God's got to be instilled. And, and so like, I, it's just going to happen. Like we're, we're going to fight. I remember, I'll never forget. I remember one time, uh, seventh or eighth grade, I told my dad something, right? 
I told him what was, was going to happen. <laughs> I remember we were in the kitchen. We came back from basketball practice. I told him what team I was going to play for. He's, I could see him get frustrated. He went back to his room, came back into the kitchen. Why was I still standing there? I, obviously, just feeling tough. He took the belt, and he was so mad. He just hit me across my back. Like, he didn't – like, he was so frustrated. He didn't even get to, like, whipping my ass. He just took the belt across my back, and he realized he was wrong for that because, like – Yeah. And it didn't even hurt that bad, but, like, I don't think I've ever told my dad anything since then. Yeah, I mean, we just had this conversation, too. I had this with my daughter, and it's a little bit different, right? And, uh, you know, it, it's tough, right? I think that – uh, that level of respect needs to be established. And I think, right. again, that goes back into co-parenting. And, and we can talk on this t- subject a million right. times, right. but you probably needed that anyway. No, 100% needed that that <laughs> belt to the back. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> what are you thinking? Telling you? Because like, yeah. I had both parents. I had everything I needed. I learned everything I needed. I was given an abundance, but also not given just the right amount. So never ever in my life should I have been telling my dad what was going to happen because every decision he made for me and my mom, not just him, was the right decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for oh, sure. Dude, I think my, my mom was my super tough on me. Because he knows my dad. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my mom raised me very stern, hardcore. I mean, I remember one Christmas, you know, I got a Super Nintendo and uh, I might have been a regular Nintendo. And uh, I, next thing you know uh the next day it was gone for three months like just she i I got in trouble gone for three months yeah like that's like extreme punishment like you're gonna take somebody's game console for three months he just got it right that's like come on man so she was super hard on me i remember man i mean there's a lot of stories we can talk on upbringing stuff too at another time but i think you know as we as parents i think it was important to kind of talk about that type of stuff yeah, and, and, and you always talk, you've mentioned several times, like, building that respect. So I think when I gave that story of telling my boys preemptively, I never had to beat them, but telling them preemptively, I think that comes from that same story of with my dad, right? Like, he had to teach me with the belt. But I, in my head, subconsciously, I'm probably like, if I get on them early, I they'll never need the belt. And they yeah, and early so- and often. I, I use the term, if you keep the rope tight, it's a lot easier to let it out. And you left that rope all the way out, try reeling that boy boy in. It's like fishing for a marlin. You're not going to have to. My, my, my boy used to always say, spare the child, not the rod. Don't, don't <laughs> save the stick. Save the kid. When you hit him with that stick, he's saving the kid, not the stick. So, so anyways, um, well, no, man, I appreciate it. And, and yeah. I, do, I do mean it. I mean, I love, I love your outlook and the way you think through things and we talk through things. And, you know, obviously I loved you before that, but, but man, now that I wear 11, 12s and 13s, I love this went to a whole nother level. I'm speaking your love language now. No, see, I loved you before. Now I'm in love with love. (laughs) (laughs) So, so anyways, but yeah, no, let's let, you know, the next conversation, I I look forward to it already. I appreciate it. This is uh, ultimate bachelor podcast versus keys to life. Um, comments will be on there. Go follow him. If you follow me and you've checked into this and you don't follow him already do it. Um, I'll make sure I put his stuff all over my things, but, um, appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one. All right, bro.